0: Movie making is complicated business, and it's not uncommon for plot elements that were once incredibly important to be tossed out the window come editing time. But sometimes they leave behind a trace in the finished product, and a plot thread that looks incredibly promising vanishes to be never heard from again. With that in mind, I'm Will For What Culture, and here are 10 movies with plot points that go nowhere. 10. Quicksilver is Magneto's Son, X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse is, to be kind, a big old mess and one of its most intriguing potential rich character threads gets set up only to fall by the wayside by the film's end. The film establishes in quite unambiguous terms that Quicksilver is the son of Magneto, and it appears as though the story is building towards some sort of emotional connection between the two at the film's end. Bafflingly, despite the obvious potential for Quicksilver to play an emotional hand in bringing Magneto back from Apocalypse's seductive influence, no such scene ever takes place. This wouldn't have proven quite so frustrating had it also not been completely ignored in the sequel, Dark Phoenix. And with that franchise over, we will never now see that resolution. 9. Tommy Jarvis is the new Jason. Friday the 13th, a new beginning. The fourth Friday the 13th movie, The Final Chapter, introduced a young boy by the name of Tommy Jarvis, who actually ends up killing Jason at the end of the movie by hacking him to bits with a machete. The ending also implies that Tommy has been traumatized by his encounter with Jason, a plotline which carries throughout the fifth film, A New Beginning, where a teenage Tommy has been institutionalized due to his PTSD. The film's tantalizing final scene sees Tommy wearing the Jason mask himself and raising his knife to attack Pam in a provocative cliffhanger, which seems to suggest that Tommy would become the new Jason. But due to the overwhelmingly negative fan response to A New Beginning, these plans were scrapped, and the sixth film, Jason Lives, effectively pretended this scene never happened. 8. Lisa's mother definitely has breast cancer. The Room. Tommy Wiseau's disaster piece, The Room, is a deeply baffling yet ludicrously entertaining film for many reasons. Yet there's one single narrative thread which is abandoned as suddenly as it's introduced. When Lisa is talking to her mother Claudette about planning a birthday party for her fiance Johnny, Claudette makes a grim segue with the immortal line, I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Audiences are then led to believe that Claudette's cancer diagnosis will form some sort of subplot throughout the film yet it's bizarrely enough never mentioned again. This isn't the only plot point in the film that's raised and then immediately discarded, but it's certainly the most memorable, infamous, and frankly, mildly disturbing. Seven, Dr. Stern's transformation, the Incredible Hulk. Though the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a pretty strong track record of paying off its established plots, that is sadly not the case with 2008's The Incredible Hulk. The film overtly sets up a villain for the planned sequel by having Dr. Samuel Stearns attacked by abomination, causing one of Bruce Bannon's blood samples to seep into a cut on his forehead. This causes Stearns' head to begin pulsating, implying his transformation into the Marvel supervillain, The Leader. Yet, over 12 years later, the MCU has a ever followed up on this. The reasoning for this is likely that The Incredible Hulk remains the MCU's lowest grossing film to date. And given The Big Green Guy's subsequent success as played by Mark Ruffalo in an ensemble capacity, Kevin Feige and co. would probably rather leave this movie in the past. Six, Dr. Sartain breaks Michael Myers out, Halloween 2018. As generally refreshing as 2018's Halloween reboot sequel was, it also felt a tad overstuffed in places, particularly where one major subplot was concerned. The film introduces psychiatrist Dr. Ranbir Sartain, who is amusingly referred to as The New Loomis by Laurie Strode, yet has a far more sinister fascination with Michael Myers. Sartain was not only responsible for the bus crash, which allowed Michael to escape earlier in the film, but he also ends up murdering Deputy Hawkins to let Michael run free once again. Sartain is fascinated with Michael's motives and wants to see how he operates in the wild, so to speak. But as soon as Sartain kills Hawkins, he himself ends up with his face smushed under Michael's boot. Despite the potential for Sartain to become an interesting recurring character, he's quickly rubbed out and the story moves on without him. 5. Zoe Bell's Tracker, Django Unchained As ingeniously intricately plotted as Quentin Tarantino's films are, he doesn't always like to give everything away. Though in the case of Django Unchained, there's one abandoned sliver of a story which feels like it was only just getting started. During the scene where Django guns down an entire room full of trackers, we see that one of them is a woman wearing a red bandana over her face, and Tarantino even lingers on her for a few seconds as she stares at a picture of two children through a viewfinder. It feels like this is going somewhere, but less than a minute later, she's eaten hot lead just like her comrades and the character is never seen again. However, this wasn't the original plan. The character is played by none other than Tarantino's regular stuntwoman collaborator Zoe Bell and Tarantino had written a sizable part for her, which included both a backstory and a fight scene. Due to time constraints while shooting, however, these scenes were never shot. And yet, Tarantino decided to include a lingering glimpse of Belle regardless to tantalize fans with what could have been. Four, the hunt for Uncle Ben's killer, the amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man is a redundant movie for many reasons, not least that it reimagines Uncle Ben's death on screen just a decade after fans witnessed its definitive iteration in the Sam Raimi movies. Despite this, you would expect Peter Parker to track down the criminal who killed Uncle Ben and bring him to justice, right? Well, though it's initially suggested that this will happen, Peter's quest is promptly abandoned once the lizard unleashes his wrath upon New York City, and it's never picked up again in either this movie or the sequel. He seemingly forgets about it and just moves on, which doesn't seem very heroic or much in character with the Peter Parker we all know and love. Three, the love triangle. Pacific Rim Uprising is a thoroughly mediocre sequel to Del Toro's knowingly cheesy action blockbuster, and one bloated out by one of the most pointless romantic subplots in tentpole movie history. Both protagonist Jake and his co-pilot Nathan have the hots for Officer Jules, with a love triangle appearing to develop between the trio. This culminates in the cringe worthy scene where Jules kisses each man on the cheek one after the other, leaving both men baffled. And while it seems like this is going somewhere, it's totally dropped off ahead of the third act. Granted, few people watching actually cared about the romance, but perhaps if the three actors had any sexual chemistry, or if it was developed beyond two quick scenes, it might have actually, you know, meant something. 2. Finn's Big Secret, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. There are plenty of things wrong with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, not least that it gave Finn so embarrassingly little to do. The film makes numerous references to the fact that Finn has a secret that he desperately needs to tell Rey, and audiences, quite understandably, expected that they'd get some sort of payoff by the film's end. Weirdly though, Finn's secret is never revealed, and given that it's relatively unlikely we'll ever see Boyega play the character again in the future, we'll probably never get that on-screen confessional. It's probably fair to assume that Finn was either going to confess his romantic feelings for Rey or reveal that he was Force-sensitive, but for such a huge trilogy-capping film to just abandon this subplot is a total head-scratcher. Given that the film was rushed through post-production to meet its Christmas release date, it's more likely this was an editorial issue above all else. One, Diana walks away from mankind. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is a bit of a mess of a movie, albeit one which offered up a tantalizing hint of what was to come in the Wonder Woman solo film when Diana explained to Bruce Wayne "A 100 years ago, I walked away from mankind, from a century of horrors. Man made a world where standing together is impossible. That makes it pretty clear that something extremely traumatic went down in her past and fans quite reasonably assumed that the death of Steve Trevor would most likely prompt her to retreat from humanity. But Wonder Woman, the film, made it clear that this wasn't the case at all, further confirmed by the fact that Diana is still very much a public figure during Wonder Woman 1984. Evidently, the original character through line for Wonder Woman ended up being scrapped for whatever reason, in turn leaving a paradoxical plot strand flailing in the wind. Curiously, Wonder Woman 1984's junior novelization has attempted to on this line by awkwardly suggesting Diana was speaking metaphorically about walking away from humanity, while Gal Gadot openly admitted that an active decision was made to negate that original line. Whoops.